2: Hello and welcome to the AEW Collision preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by lot the boys of What Culture, <laughs> Michael Hamlet, uh, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Collision. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube.
3: Hey, dude, daily wrestling. Catching up. Because uh, we we'll missed it all week. So, just, okay. uh, it goes back we, to scratch for Monday.
2: We do daily wrestling podcasts <laughs> where we not only review AW Collision but also AW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT. Do Oh,
3: pay
2: per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. All the running of, of course, on Wrestle As I said, they're joined by Hamlet to look ahead to Collision. Michael Sidwick enjoying some well earned days off. I believe he'll be back next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're here to look ahead to tonight's episode He's of not off. Eighty. AE- AEW Collision.
3: Being a parent. It's a holiday and not one at the same time.
2: Uh, more fallout, I suppose, from AW World's
3: End. Yeah, of course there is. Yeah, it's a um it's weird, right? Because I don't get to do this very often, which I assume is good news for people that typically listen. <laughs> um and uh it's weird. Like I was really high on this week's dynamite mm. and I forget that. I don't forget, I still don't really know, like, what sort of level Collision operates on now. Because FTR, and House of Black especially, felt a little bit out of place on Dynamite. They felt like interlopers. Yeah. Like, and I know that's not really a thing anymore. I know you don't really have Dynamite and Collision guys. Um, I'm sure there are those that spend more time on one show than the other. But it was a bit odd. They did still feel like... what the hell are you doing here? Yeah. And obviously it was to promote a match for Collision. But then you've got, and you know, I was very critical of this yesterday on the Dynamite review, which you can still find on YouTube or I ever you get your podcasts, about the, um, continental, the continental, continental Crown, is that what they're calling it? Oh wait, hey, I've green the title,
2: but you might be right there. And,
3: uh, what like it was the Modern American Triple Crown. Now I think they've just like squashed the two together. The Continental Crown and one contenders match, which I thought was a really bad idea and trivialized the new title, but it's to set up what feels very much like the collision main event. Yes, Kingston defending what they're telling you is a very big belt and a very big title. In a man, maybe it'll open because it's obvious. And it, like, I yeah,
2: don't. FTR has to black might be main. Yeah, so that. I'm
3: trying to work out and get to the point in this very long winded way is. What is Collision in 2024? Because Dynamite felt like this. Is AEW back? Yeah. Like a load of new directions. A bunch of clear and obvious directions for stars that you want to watch rather than the ones that you don't. The absence of the Elite notwithstanding. There was a bunch of AEW, either either AEW originals or people with a lot of sentimental value in AEW that Mm -hmm. are starting to get rolling again. And I don't know where... Collision might fit into that. World's End really did feel like they were trying to put an end to 2023 <laughs> and what all, and all of that represented Yes, and get going with something new. So I'm wondering out loud, I guess, where Collision slots into all that. Yeah, I, I
2: certainly, I was reading people talk um, because they listen to other wrestling and I know we're not filmed, but I'm going to do it anyway. Journalists? Uh, um I only mm, it's a good weird. Um who speculated on Mercedes Monet obviously showing up on AW Dynamite and we got Dion yeah. Perazzo instead, which is a fantastic get obviously uh-huh. and doesn't necessarily rule out Mercedes obviously showing up in future weeks. But I did see some people try and argue, well, the week's not over, guys. She could show up on Rampage and I legitimately fell off my chair laughing at that point. It wasn't live this week, was it? No. Well, I mean, even if it was, what the hell are we say? But, like, yeah,
3: it was taped after you the You have
2: Mercedes money and have a show up on Rampage. Mm. And they said all collision. And then I also, I fe- met it with a similar amount of derision. It's like, you do not sign. Derision for collision. Yeah, one of the, hot, most, or the hottest female free agents r- right now. Yep. And debut her on collision. It's a different world we live in. Maybe, you know, when collision was first starting, obviously, and it was you know, or, or when it evolved into punk show, whatever, mm. maybe then, not now. You would think not, but then... It's ask- the B show to, to Dynamite's A show without question, but it, it's a great B show.
3: It is the B show, but um, is that what they want outwardly? Or do they still want to kind of like try and, in the punk run, as short as it was, and I think, you know, Sidg watches it, I often find myself watching Collision Spoil, so it's a different mm. vibe I catch it on the ITV rerun that typically falls around Tuesday and Wednesday, and it's just sat there on my planner at the end of the thing. It's like, oh, right, great. Um, other than unless there's, like, a big match, like a headline match, like when Brian's been having these yeah, yeah, yeah. blinders or the Continental Classic matches. Yeah, they got a but, lot of the big void to fill now with that Continental yeah, Classic. Yeah, like, they? from talking with Sage, and then I ended up watching a lot of the Continental Classic pretty much on, the like, the Sunday morning. Collision did feel like it had a bit of vitality again and even was becoming this show that people were saying, you know what, this is actually probably better than the punk era. But what the punk era was, was the one place where you caught, like, inarguably the biggest draw and arguably the biggest star in all of AEW. Mm -hmm. So that that and that alone kind of put Collision and Dynamite on equal footing, whether or not Dynamite had the history or not. That's not been the case since. No. But if you look at WWE for contrast, They've positioned SmackDown as the show Mm -hmm. and it has felt this year like a slow stroll to Raw becoming the flagship again. But when it was SmackDown was making the money and that was the billion dollar show, then it was SmackDown. There's no hard and fast rule other than that Dynamite has been around longer that they have to follow that pattern. Yeah. Like, mercedes Monet being the example here, but there would be other matches or stories or whatever that you could develop. MJF defending the title against Kenny Omega. Exactly, yeah. Fell nicely for his one-year thing, but they could have held off, or they could have done it on the dynamite before and mm-hmm. brought the record yeah. or something, and instead it was ease on the collision. Like, there's no rule in place. They can make collision this year whatever they want it to make. They can shape it in whatever image, like Tony Khan, I'm saying there, Tony Khan can choose to shape collision however he wishes. Um so while I wouldn't expect uh, to where are my manners? I wouldn't expect Mercedes Oh sorry. I keep forgetting that we're not on YouTube for this, so we I can, can do this one, can't I? Money
0: Money. <laughs> Money
3: To debut on collision because collision has some in it in fashion fans mm. compared to Dynamite. It's not a hundred percent, no, it's just a ninety nine percent. Like, mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd say that now about loads of the stars. Like, will the Undisputed Kingdom be a part of Collision? Because they've, right, they've laid out that they want to win all the belts, right? Mm-hmm. But if all the belts are on Dynamite, what's Collision even for? Yeah. Like, look, who are the champions right now? The acclaimed to the trios champions. Yeah. They're feuding with the Undisputed Kingdom. Yeah. Christian Cage is the TNT champion, and they kind of avoided that conversation mm-hmm. entirely. Orange Cassidy, the international champion, Roderick Strong has called him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ricky Starks and Big Bill they feel like a collision act Yes, but they've just come off of a multi-man that included Darby Allin, Sting, Chris Jericho Sammy Guevara who are all very dynamite Yes, there's no like, there's no belts that are just exclusive to collision are there? No. so what are they all doing there? if, they, if, they, if, they, <laughs> if, they, if they're not going to try and level the shows what are the, all the rest yeah, of them it's doing a good on point. Saturday nights? Like, I mean you got the
2: continental crown continental title, whatever we're calling it but yeah
3: Which was decided upon on Wednesday. Yes. Sorry, is that the review finished? Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm asking questions in that sort of, like, I don't know the answers, and I'm keen to watch how this plays out to see if we get any. Like, is this going to be a statement of intent like the Dynamite
2: was? A number of people as well who were like, I am Collision, Punk, Andrade. They're not there anymore.
3: No, Miro. Miro's... That angle stinks. That match at World's End was trash. A Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, WrestleMania 20 for the AWH. Uh, and the one thing that did make sense out of it, which was CJ Perry helping Miro, immediately didn't because it didn't bring them back together. Mm. What just, is next for Miro? Oh, I don't know. Like, tie a bow around this. Like, whatever they think... that Whatever Miro and CJ Perry think this is is not being projected outwardly. I don't want to be completely critical of the story because I believe in their minds this makes more sense. Although Miro cut that promo before World's End where he said, I don't know what to think anymore. Like, he said this about his God, he said this about CJ. Like, I'm not surprised he doesn't know what to think because I don't know what to think about what he doesn't know what to think. (laughs) CJ did this weird bit where, like, she was screaming at Miro in the middle before she revealed that, like, I don't like Andrade anymore. I'll sweep that arms from when he was going for the figure eight, whatever it was. Miro was like, uh, look what I'm doing to Andrade. I forget the setup. like something like, look what I'm doing to your your client. Yeah. And she followed up with like, look what you did to my finger. And like held up the infected finger. Did he plant the splinter (laughs) in her finger? (laughs) By the way, right? I know this is normally the kind of bollocks we talk about in SmackDown. But anyway, over Christmas, uh, we had a lot of family up. And there was a baby in the group, and we have, like, a little wooden tray. <laughs> you know that, uh. Not all trays, right? But a little wooden tray with legs that you can set up, like, for, for... Like, we've got two for the boys, like, full kid size, but this is, like, a little baby one that we got, so, like, she could sit as well. There's loads of us at the table, so, like, let's say baby. She's, like, two or whatever. So, mm. they could, the kids can all sit together on their trays, and that's quite fun for them when there's loads of people around the dining table. We don't have that big a table. And uh, my wife got the little wooden tray out, Uh, and got a splinter in her finger and then her finger started swelling up massive and then she removed the splinter and then the next day it just got bigger and I, she was like I don't think all the splinters gone from it and then all I could think about was oh Jesus Christ I've just seen C.J. Perry go into hospital because the infection spread to her upper body or something yeah. and I'm suddenly like having this I'm catastrophizing that Christmas and New Year's going to be on its ass because my wife's going to go into hospital with a C.J. <laughs> <laughs> Perry finger and that's just come back to, and it didn't thankfully oh, thank turned normal size and goodness knows where the rest of the splinter went maybe it's going to grow into a tree inside <laughs> her body. like is that where's that how splinter <laughs> she well?
2: has become one with the splinter <laughs> is
3: that all them trees go on NXT. They yes. start as splinters. Like Dijack got a splinter and he grew I them. think that's how Splinter got
2: his name in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as well, by the way. Master got, got, Master. Got a bloody splinter, here.
3: Well, <laughs> I, because you well, you're a kung fu rat that continues to play with wooden weaponry. You're going to get splinters. Why don't you just eat cheese in the sewers with your pizza eating friends? Who's um, your who's your turtle of choice? Uh I was Michelangelo at first for the patter. Yeah. Dude. Pizza <laughs> Za. And that was a little bit. I was a little bit Raphael because he kind of doesn't give a f- what he says. <laughs> uh, I, was like, I was like, I like that guy's edge. I'm very. I was always. I was a day one Raphael guy. But Turtles was like a short term love affair for me. I'll tell you the uh, story. The story of my life because it pretty much ends at five. Uh, Ghostbusters, intense, deep love and affection for Ghostbusters two. Listen to uh, where we love dad movies with me and you and Patterson, where I barely let them get in word in for about an hour <laughs> to talk about Ghostbusters two, which is on at Christmas. Followed by the Turtles, Uh love the Turtles because it became this like massive explosion of popularity here in mm-hmm. the UK. Not just around the Turtles film or Turtles Two: Secret of the Use, the cartoon as well. The, yeah. whole, the whole deal, Uh wrestling. <laughs> <End>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, we and we randomly got us talking about. um t- How did yours go? So you were like kid hobbies. Wrestling popped in. Wrestling popped out. Yeah. Other stuff. Rest, like fill those gaps in for me.
2: Yes, football's always sort of been there. Of
3: course, yeah, yeah, I have to say that's always been there for me as well. Um,
2: yeah, uh, wrestling probably. I It's one of those ones where, because I've gone back, mm-hmm. I, I, I struggle to remember. I remember being in my auntie's kitchen... A real vivid memory of watching The Rock and Chris Benoit go at it. And I think it was Jericho Triple H.
3: Yeah, yeah. I like know fully the ex-
2: loaded times yep. sort of thing.
3: I can think of the exact uh, SmackDown you're <laughs> thinking of. Highlights <laughs> of which were probably broadcast on Sunday Night Heat on Channel 4.
2: So I distinctly remember get, being into it then. Like my mate saying, oh, you know, if you've got Channel 4, you can watch this show called Sunday Night Heat. And then sometimes they do pay-per-views. that yep. You just have to get your long play tape out for and, you know, do for all fact. that. And then, yeah, I think we all were like, too cool for this probably. Now, like, I distinctly remember someone, um, you know, saying to someone like, are we we going to yours and watch Sunday Night Heat or whatever? And they were like, "Watching Sunday Night Heat.
3: Wow, off the agenda. It was just
2: like, oh, that's not cool anymore. So I'm just a sheep, so I just Mm -hmm. stopped. And then, yeah, crept back in in my sort of teenage years. And then I was like, right, I'm off to uni now. I can't. (laughs) If I wanted to be, and like, do it, you know, if I wanted to present myself in the right way and I knew a lad who literally brought a guitar to uni despite the fact he couldn't play it so he could just put it in his room to be like, oh.
3: Well, that, that little that old thing. Yeah. yeah. Play a tune? No. Um,
2: <laughs> maybe at the party and then frantically get some lessons to try and learn something. And then slowly the the mask being pulled back and I distinctly remember being at a house party in second year maybe mm. and my mate James, going up to my mate James it was still a bit hush-hush and we both kind of quite like wrestling. Yeah. Going up to him going, uh, oh, it was the Rumble last night, so we weren't properly back into it. Like, stay up and watch it, yeah. And uh, and I was like, Who won the Rumble? And he was like, Cena, and I was like, Good one, he's out for like eight months. He was like, No, 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 he returned <laughs> and he won the whole thing, and yeah. Like, hey, and then I just slowly, yeah, got back into it. And then I think I dipped out again, mm. and then I was like, oh, I'm old enough now, I'm just gonna embrace all my foibles and what have you.
3: I have not, it won't shock you to know. All time you've known me, I have not lived in the most adventurous life, shall we say? And always oh, well, adventurous,
2: mattered amongst all that, by the way.
3: And like forever and ever and ever, I mean. Yeah, I've yeah, not, not had the most adventurous life, and yet the most like misadventures I've gotten into are basically in the quest to watch wrestling. <laughs> like I can think of, there are certain pay per views where I can visualize watching them in someone's house because they had a box that broadcast the show, and I was like. <laughs> Right, I don't. I know maybe one person in this house party, and the house party started to die down. And my brain's going uh, twenty to one. <laughs> I can't imagine you've got an, a Telewest NTL box in your corner. And I don't have one of those. <laughs> I'm going nowhere. So I might stick around here. People are just passed out. I'm talking specifically about the Survivor Series 2004 when I tell that. But like, <laughs> and in fact, the Survivor Series 2005, my now wife was living in a shared house. But it was like a, um, it's really weird. It's like a rented room with a shared living room kitchen. Okay. She'd ended up like, like I forget what it was. I think she t- not like took a year out, but she like would deferred her course slightly and like needed to live, like rent somewhere for six months, somewhere really cheap. So it was just this like, and like different people were moving out at different times, like in our group of friends and stuff. So she moved into this like one room with a shared living room, shared kitchen. And like, I don't think he'll be listening. So like, I'm just going to name the guy. Uh, this lad called Kev that she lived with. He was a nice fella, but he was very like, again, all of them in the separate rooms. He was like the least um, like socially conscious yeah, yeah, of yeah. everyone. So like a lot of people would like, mostly keep themselves to themselves, but it was all very pleasant and nice in the group area. And obviously I was the boyfriend, so I was coming round and I thought if I'm there, I should really like make pleasantries with because I'm not even a mm. tenant, you know? And I just like, I think like me and my wife had just been watching something in her room on DVD. And again, I'm like doing the watch check. And it's like, oh yes, like we're both at uni, so it's just one o'clock or something. But I'm not even thinking about, I, I know that the Survivor Series 2005 yeah. is on. Of course I do, it's me. <laughs> but I'm just thinking, well, tomorrow I'm going to be in the, the Murray Library in Sunderland for anyone that's from up here. And we're logging on the internet. I'm going to sit and watch the Survivor Series somehow, someway all day. And I walk into the living room and it's pretty much pitch black, save for that like, square of blue light. And this lad, Kev, who I've never really spoke to other than Pleasantries, is just like sat, slightly zombified. In the shared space that nobody ever really used that had this one like janky old telly. And he's put the Survivor Series 2005 <laughs> on. And if you can sort of picture it, there's like, like a sofa that looks a bit flea bitten and like two armchairs. And uh, the carpet is just a gazillion. Oh, it's not to be used yeah. this room, really. And you just sort of sat there. Alright. I was like, Yeah, you're you alright, Kev? Yeah. I was what's that you watching? <laughs> And I'm hearing, like, the build-up package, the video packages. Cena versus Kurt Angle with the yeah. Kurt yeah. Angle, specialist referee. If you have any recollection of that. And uh, I don't know exactly what that is. And I just rushed back into Adele's room, and I was like, can a wrestling fan? I like, like, I don't know. We've never really had a... Well, he's watching something right now. <laughs> bye. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'll see you in three hours. will be like, yeah. Kev, uh, uh, Kev. Hey, 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 hey. You all right.
2: And you'd get that reference because...
3: And it's only when I'm sat, people have, like, had these, like, shared accommodations, stopping over at partner's gaffs, da da da, da, da. It's only when I'm sat, probably, I don't want to give people a visual if they're watching this with food, switch off if you're not. <laughs> probably 15 to 20 minutes of the pay-per-view because I'm just super excited that I'm going to watch the Vive Series 2005 live with this guy, Kev. Who I've barely shared any words with, but all of a sudden we're just like, he's not even a massive avid watcher. He's just one of them zombie people that would just sit up and watch what was on. And he'd seen some wrestling and he thought, 10 quid. Pressed yes and decided to watch this. So he's not even. I'm learning. I'm thinking, man, maybe he's dedicated. Am I? Are we on it with thinking? No, we're not. We never spoke again. But like, we're just having this one <laughs> night. And like, ten minutes at the opener or so. And then I was like, oh yeah, it's it's whoever this blah blah blah. I'm at this point playing down my interest in yeah. it. Or whatever. Who's this? I oh, don't. I don't know. Don't know, don't know yeah, about. yeah. Probably haven't watched uh, Monday Night SmackDown for a while. <laughs> and I'm frigging in like a pair of like old scraggy Sunderland shorts and Adele's dressing gown. I'm just like. <laughs> Sorry, Kev. Thanks, Kev. And I just sit there, like, in basically, like, lounge wear in a (coughs) scraggy flea bitten living room just to watch Survivor Series 2005. Worth it. Oh, yeah. I had a work colleague that I shared a job with for three months. Royal Rumble 2006. (coughs) Thanks very much. She's a big Rey Mysterio fan. Can't even remember her name as we do this podcast, but was really buzzing when Rey Mysterio and the Royal Rumble. I was really buzzing because I had nowhere to watch it.
2: Do you want to read later. Do you want me to ruin Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for you? Yeah. Yeah. So um I was chatting to, randomly chatting to Scott about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Scott Tailford of the What Culture Gaming Parish, What Culture Gaming Podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. And he went, Oh, have you seen that that shot from, from the, the film? The like early 90s one. Because I loved that one. The first one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I went, no, no, no. <laughs> he sent it to me on Slack. So there it is. There's there's lovely April. Yep. Yeah. April and Neil I'm looking up. You can see there's a group. I've zoomed in on this, everyone, mm-hmm. if you want to go and search this out. There's a green hand you can see there, so you can you can guess she's just, she's just piling up with one of the turtles, mm-hmm. which is nightmare fuel because look, you can see the person's face inside the turtle's face.
3: <laughs> oh my god! Wow. That's I've looked. This is a weird thing to say. I've looked the in the inside of the turtle's mouth multiple times watching yeah. this film. I <laughs> 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 there's a guy, a little guy in there. <laughs> Donatello, is it with his olive mask? Which reminded me of this shot of me from
2: first year of uni. <laughs> you can see there, right? See me there. Do you want to talk, talk people through this? Right, Adam Wilborn. I've
3: got a t-shirt on over a... Uh, I was going to ask how the sleeve arrangement happened. Adam Wilborn is where... What year would this have been? 2007? 2006, probably. 2006. Oh, yeah. Good rumble at you. Um, <laughs> Adam Wilborn, no glasses, spiky spikier hair than what he keeps Yeah, very much gelled up. Yeah. Wearing, Rock solid. Is it a t-shirt over a long-sleeve jumper?
2: Black-sleeve t-shirt over like, a, bl- a long black-sleeve top
3: with like a cross, like a grey cross pattern. I think my only nice one was like an Yves Saint Laurent one,
2: and I was like, "Well, definitely." Oh, you know.
3: it's, oh it's one of them jumpers. No, 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 I get you. Wear that for your night out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's doing like a sort of Triple H point picture years before such a thing existed. <laughs> this guy, the old Mark pick, as it's often known as with a guy in a monkey suit. Except, when you zoom in on this one as well, you can see his eyes through the monkey's mouth.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Please, right? Please tweet that. We've talked about this in the I'll collision. tweet
2: these two pictures
3: side Please by side. tweet that. Collision monkey man eyes. That is... <laughs> absolutely horror this is the sort of thing where like you do one of them horrors and it's like you know those like random you know on the 4U tab on X and it's like god what have I been looking at the next sending me this. it's like how would you feel if you looked through your letterbox and saw so this and it's just <laughs> dude dies <laughs> little
2: Oh, it is. must have been a, an absolute nightmare that What's, night. What
3: even is that mascot? Hi, I'm nightclub, nightclub the monkey.
2: It was um, obviously it was Monday night, so it was one pound a pint of snake bite, right? AKA
3: top banana, <laughs> top banana, and that's why there was a monkey. You're a toppy. Put, put toppy top B, probably a top B, top B's if anything. <laughs> <laughs> in your part of the world, you got Warwick. You Warwick, know? yeah, yeah, is uh, was snake bite because uh, it was it was called Diesel up here. Snake bite and black. But some people have snake bite with the, we'll just call it snake bite and it would be the, with the Ribena included.
2: I think it was, think it was the Ribena. I think, because I remember people saying, oh, do you want a snake bite and hard one. I was like, what the
3: hell's this? Yeah, that was pints of diesel. It was in a pit. And you would get what was known as diesel horns because by the end of the night, you'd get a bit sloppy, wouldn't you? I have another one, please. You'd <laughs> drink it and then you'd get like the two um, stains <laughs> on your face. Yeah. Ah, those were the
2: best <laughs> days of my life. So what's next for Mira? <laughs> <laughs> ah! I don't give a (laughs) f (laughs) mate. This this run is
3: washed. This AEW run. I don't know where we've I don't know how we've arrived at this Miro from the 2021 one. Like just one of the most captivating wrestlers, characters, everything in wrestling. And from then to now From then to now is an illustration of a man that just does not seem to fit where he works anymore. Mm. Whether or not that's what we've heard about the rumoured disagreement on decisions and taking losses, whether he's just got it in his head that he will, like, as long as he's an AEW, he will have the autonomy because of so many wrestlers that lived under, like, the worst of, like, Vince McMahon's autocratic excesses. And he's thought, I'll never let that happen to me again. If there's a thing I don't like, we're not going to do it. I want... As much, like, creative control. Or, to be absolutely fair to Miro, and to CJ Perry, maybe, like, it's just bad booking. Yeah. Maybe it's bad creative and it's just not quite fitting together. Like, it fits well enough. He's obviously a talented wrestler. He's sometimes an incredible speaker. Mm-hmm. But it's a bit like when you try and connect like a Lego brick to a Playmobil one. <laughs> Just because they go together, it doesn't mean they build a particularly aesthetically pleasing house. Mm. And our Miro in AEW, if you imagine where I was in 2021, I would never imagine. No. saying so here in 2024, it looks like the world would make more sense if Rusev was back in WWE. Yeah. I don't think Triple H... I don't want to say blows, that's unfair. I don't think Triple H fumbles the the Rusev gimmick quite like AEW feel like they are the mirror one. But I apportion I, I some, not blame, I apportion some of the yeah. reason for that to both sides.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.
2: speaking of evil's future, actually, we will get to predicting some of the matches on tonight's show, I promise, in a bit. But would you make it the whole Britt Baker thing? She's just been talking recently about, you know, taking a step away. She hasn't wrestled anything since September. Mm. Um, And she says, an AW now, right now, though, there's a new vibe, a new era to it. Just kind of figuring out when and how I fit into that and taking over the women's division all over again. It takes patience. It's, It's surreal that we haven't seen much of her in the last six months, really.
3: I think the uh, the gut reaction, and I understand why people would have this, would be to take an extreme one way or the other and say, yeah, absolute joke. She should be there. She should be the women's champion. She's the biggest star in the division, blah, blah, blah. And just immediately like propel her back to the top. Mm. TBS or world title. There's the other extreme of people that like always took a real dislike a Britt Baker that said, good, there's no place for her. She used to gobble up all the TV time, get gone. All that sort of thing. I am somewhere in the middle thinking, smart, stay gone. Like... You are very, wrestling's really precarious because I understand that the longer a wrestler is away, the more they will be paranoid that somebody will take their spot and they'll never get it back. However, in the it's this awful thing where every rule has a contradictory rule of equal value. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. So which is it? Do you know what I mean? So like, yeah. which is it? And every wrestler sometimes has to, like, finds himself at that crossroads and has to make that decision. And it's so difficult and it must be so mentally taxing and stressful and... God knows what kind of year she's had in, her, in terms of her personal life. Like the way that she must have been watching, like some of those opportunities slip through her fingers, and so like there must have been points where she'd have been looking across AEW and thinking, "How is it that I was sort of centerpiece of this division and now don't even a feel pillar, like a pillar, a pillar, an absolute pillar, and incredibly so, and no longer feel like I'm on the inside of it?" In the meantime, Adam Cole gets a big injury, and we saw how much he spoke of her when it came to his head injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, presume, yeah. One can assume anyway that that's been the same with his ankle injury, the fact that she, you know, I don't know if this ever came up in commentary. She's a dentist, Wilborn. <laughs> so, like, there's another job that she's got to consider, and I wonder if at any point she's been thinking, my back and neck hurts. Mm. This is a living, like, this is where my pension and my future lies, was, was wrestling, really fun, as fun as it was going to get, worked at Wembley Stadium, was at the peak, am I? Am I what? Like you know, I can understand why she would be questioning where she fits mm. in. I, if I'm her, I, I just hold tight right now. Yeah. I sit tight. She, Britt Baker established enough of a legacy with an AEW that the longer she stays away, the more people will go banana for her, for her return. Like I wouldn't necessarily be speaking too much. I wouldn't be letting people know you're still out there. Let people forget you a little bit. Dare to forget. The great Dr. Britt Baker DMD at your peril. And then the day that she returns, the pop will be out the ass. Because there was a time when I couldn't think of many people in AW that I wanted to buy a ticket more to see yeah. just to do the DMD. And those mountain losses, the overexposure, the kind of collapse of the outcast feud, especially when Jamie Hayter got injured, it normalised her. It really, really normalised and trivialised Britt Baker. She's going to be fine.
2: She's one of the first names I thought of when they talked about uh, Monet coming into AEW. Of
3: course, like like, she occupies that spot. There will be a time and a place for Britt Baker to return. I just don't think it's right right now.
2: She obviously campaigns regularly, quite rightly, for for more women's time on TV. And yet again, at time of recording, no women's match announced for tonight's show. Is it going to be just a straightforward Julia Hart squash? It wouldn't make sense, I suppose, with the rest of the House of Black or two... Two of the other members of the House
3: of Black on this show. Well, um, on the Rampage lineup, and I haven't read the spoilers, and I don't know, I could be miles off because this, I think it's already, well, it would have happened after Dynamite says, something has already happened. They did a graphic that said Willow Nightingale and Chris Statlander in action. And Chris Statlander has lost two on the spin Ah. with um, Stokely Hathaway kind of... Scouting, it would appear. Mm-hmm. Now, once upon a time, that would be for a heel turn, wouldn't it? Yes. But is Stokely Hathaway scouting as a Ring of Honor authority figure, looking for somebody to try and stop Athena as yeah. the Forever Champion? And rather than Statlander turning heel, could it be to sideline her into a Athena program for, I don't know, like the Ring of Honor show of WrestleMania weekend, or just a big, big Ring of Honor TV yeah. because they're about to establish a secondary women's title? So they're going to uh, they're gonna need to establish tiers yes. within Ring of Honor's women's division. Athena at the very top, like the, the next crop of underneath. I would maybe put that new belt on Billy Stark. I'd say, yeah. And have them both hold belts and Billy sort of think, one day I'm going to replace you. So I wonder if, to that end, Statlander and Willow Nightingale maybe had a bit of dissension and maybe that leads to one of them having a singles match on collision and Kay. watching the other one maybe mesh with that. But, as you say, it could just be a Julia Hart title defence. The fact that we haven't got one... Uh, is less than ideal. I
2: liked Abaddon's stipulation. Biden's allowed. The house Yeah. Rules thing.
3: The house rules apparently are servicing Julia Hart about as bad as they did mm. the actual house. It's a stupid idea. Yes. I, I thought Julia Hart made sense of the house rules for the first time ever when they did that v- promo video. And she said something like, and it was to build the Abaddon match. And she said something like, the reason I let the house rules happen is because I already know Everything there is to know about my opponent and how I'm going to beat them. Mm-hmm. I'm in, there, I'm inside their minds, so it doesn't matter what they say. That they, they, they want to try and stop me. I've got the counter before they've even told me what they're going to do. Abaddon, I don't get you, and that was what like drove that story. I get that. As soon as sh- she beats Abaddon, then it's like, well, mm-hmm. what now? Like, oh, I, yeah, the house rules is going to be, I'm going to, yeah, I know you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> house rules are. Julia, I'm going to make you tie your hands behind your back. And you're like, well, luckily I'm in your head and I knew you were going to do that, so I've concealed the blade within my thumb and I'm going to cut the rope. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. (laughs) Like, again, even when you try and make the house rules work, they sort of don't work.
2: Yeah. Uh, The continental title, crown, whatever it's called, is on the line tonight, though. Eddie Kingston versus Trent Barretta. feels uh, one of the most guaranteed wins ever. Yep. new champion, Trent. Because, admittedly, yeah, they're doing this you know, ongoing issues with best friends, Danhausen, et etc., mm. and Trent. Um but he's literally just won it at the Pape and look at what he had to go through to get it. Yeah. There's no way in hell he loses this to Trent. It's
3: bad booking. It's uh it's bad booking. Eddie Kingston, I would rather, right? Eddie Kingston worked a contender's match with Trent. An eliminator or something. An eliminator yeah. with Trent uh and still won. But they said, like Continental Crown champion Eddie Kingston in action this week against Trent. It's an eliminator match if Trent wins against a title shot. I would rather rework that.
2: Especially because what well, they got what they got next week.
3: What they got next week? AEW. Bell Bells. I'll probably have Kingston in the main event of that, wouldn't it? <sighs> Do you know what? Right, well, no, hang on. We're gonna be optimistic here. Battle of the Belts next week could be alright, and I'll tell you why. They could <laughs> There have only been eight bad ones previously. <laughs> All right, taken, point taken. How many title changes happened
2: on there? One. One title change and one interim title, I think. TNT between
3: Sammy and Scofield. All Sammy, all Sammy title wins, I think. Yeah. Right, they could. Um, hear, hear me out. Uh, you absolutely could do Orange Cassidy defending the international title. Yeah? Yeah. He um, Need a title change, man. Collision this week could set up. Uh, Julie Hart defending the TBS, let's see. Okay. Kingston could be in action. Actually, that's not a bad shout. The Ring of Honor tag belts being held by the Undisputed Kingdom Uh could bring Da Devil to the Battle of the Belts. Like, Adam Cole's big stable as part of Battle of the Belts. I feel like I'm trying to sell you some magic beans here. You're still not looking at me with much enthusiasm, Will Bond. I'll give up on that, and we'll talk about something else. (laughs) Uh, Kingston wins. I don't care about the match. Maybe they'll do best friend dissension. Don't do this again. <laughs> I'd like,
2: like to see an interaction between Dan Housen and Eddie Kingston. Do
3: you know what I'd like to see an interaction with? Unless I'm getting my tournament stuff mixed up. Did um, Kingston not lose to Brody King? Yes. I'll double check the right. The uh, In the Continental Classic? Yeah. Smash him after the bell. Absolutely smash uh, Eddie Kingston up. It was Brody King that beat Eddie Kingston, wasn't it? Because he was on a losing streak. He lost to Danielson.
2: Yeah,
3: he was still in Japan. He was at New Year's Dash today, so he's not going to be around. But he lost to Brody King. He lost to Danielson. Brody King after the match with Trent Kingston wins. Trent, you know, they shake hands or whatever. Brody King comes down, absolutely obliterates Kingston, and says like, "I beat you." Like, and you, you overlook me completely when mm-hmm. you're letting these four losers have a challenge, and you get to, as a result, you can do Hayes B versus FTR and Eddie Kingston as a six-man next week, as a trios, Ooh. and then you do Kingston versus um, Brody King for the belt at some point in the near future. Do that, like, show me another Brodie King-Eddie Kingston match because Brodie's already got that win over him, because the wins and losses that mattered in the Continental Classic should still matter now. Mm. Let's do that. Yeah,
2: I just, I just want something on Battle of the Belts that is not just are a really obvious title defence. They just put three title matches on there because they've over-committed to this sort of thing.
3: How would you feel about acclaimed versus bullet club gold in light of this yeah. uneasy alliance that's formed against the Undisputed Kingdom? And you sort of have them wrestle each other and then there's a mutual respect afterwards.
2: Title switch there, or no? Ooh. Probably not for me, but...
3: You could have... Um, how do the numbers work out? No, you couldn't, could you? I was going to say you could have like maybe Wardlow and... Kingdom become the trios champions, but then the kingdom have already got the tag belts. Uh, yeah. It's a bit silly. But it's just, it's such a surreal, obligatory thing. Every week is Battle of the Belts. There's a hundred belts. <laughs> like, there's so many
2: belts. Um But there is the uh, the big thing tonight, not involving belts, involving
3: family. Hmm.
2: Talking to FTR versus the House of Black, Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews, uh, to see if FTR have to join them, which in terms of storyline probably makes the most intrigue
3: if FTR lose, they have to join the House of Black.
2: Yes, they have to abandon
3: Dax's child and all that. To do what? Like, Do House of Black not go home and see the families at the end of work? No. They then go
2: into that shadowy cupboard.
3: Right, okay. Is Dax allowed to keep his phone in the shadowy cupboard? <sighs>
2: uh, he so does be have on, X, it on the lowest possible brightness.
3: So he can't really see what he's tweeting? Because <laughs> if so, I hope he joins House of Black. I can't, Malachi, I can't tweet. Um, uh, why do they want, so if they beat them, I asked you this on Wednesday and I appreciate you didn't have an answer to me and the story hasn't changed. If they beat them, what is the logic for wanting them to join because they've just made them losers and it's like, well, now we want you in the group? I think they just,
2: they want control over them. Want them yeah, they want to expand the House of Black family to run roughshod over, well, I assume collision because the.
3: The House of Dax sounds like a fashion label, doesn't it? I ain't no fashion designer, wasn't but that these House of Dax slacks are perfect for lounging around your bar. Wasn't that a Paris Hilton film? No,
2: House of Wax.
3: House of Wax. <laughs> wax Harwood.
2: That's the. Uh, Have they got any um? Any Dax-shaped Madame Two Swords uh, wrestlers? Uh, there was a wax. Who was, was the bad Tuss- one? Was it Louis Two Swords? There
3: was a Madame Two Swords. The Rock. Definitely, mate of mine got a picture with. Uh, Madame Tussaud's The Rock. It was in 2003. There was also Madame Tussaud's Kylie at the time, and he rested his head on his bottom. There it is, yeah. So, 2003, Hollywood Rock, with the leather waistcoat. What other waxwork ones we got? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what? He just pulled up there. What's that one? There's a the dreadful one of The
2: Rock. Another one. I think it's a, a French, yeah, a wax museum in Paris.
3: You ever see the um, statue of Ronaldo? Like no, Quinn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think this should just gone ahead and build a Quinny statue. Um... Hulk Hogan, permanent looks made of wax. You could have wax hardwood, but the wick would be his moustache. You <laughs> Light from the middle. Uh, what's the... Tell me, Adam Wilborn, what is the ramifications of an FTR win? That is a good question. What Like, if FTR win, are they back in title contention? Do they... Like, <laughs> it's, 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 Oh God, people are going to hate this. Is this servant versus ranch hand? Like, if if FTR beat the House of Black, to the House of Black like does Malachi have to come over and be a good father? And does like I don't know, does Buddy Matthews have to sit in a car with a gun in the glove box? Like, what what do the House of Black have to do with FTR if they lose? Or is it just well we lost back to the shadows?
0: Uh,
2: I'm look, I'm desperately looking to see if it, just people are just saying yeah they challenge them. On collision. Uh,
3: it, it's it's just a match, but the implication, because of the implication. Yes. That FTR have, like, sorry, House of Black have shown an interest in FTR. The match, what oh, am being a dickhead for? The match is going to be really, good. Oh, it's really going to be good. unbelievable. Really, really good. Buddy Matthews, um, with that, like, explosive offense stuff that he does, uh, will completely rattle the jaws and the skulls of Dash and Cats. Dash and Cax. <laughs> <laughs> Cax, oh, my God, i <laughs> Dax and Cash. Uh, the double teaming from Dax and Cash when it gets into that, like, closing straight where House of Black, underrated, low-key, and this is, <laughs> from some of them, very unnecessary WWE drills. Really, really, for goths, really, really good rapid-fire bump-and-feed guys. Like, you wouldn't think the House of Black would have that about them, but Buddy Matthews and Malachi Black especially do. So, I will have to go with House of Black, I suppose. Um, Knocking. We'll go with. They beat. They win. Malachi Black hits Cash with the big kick. And Cash's like, I'm so sorry, man. Uh, and Dax like, It's okay. When I said hello, I family, you're family too. And then. I don't know, like, does, does Dax's daughter and wife, hello, my family, they come out to try and protect him, and like, one of them gets the house you toxic juice. Ooh. Like, and then one of them starts wearing an eye patch, and it all goes up at Julia Hart, and Dax's wife is like, thinking of joining the I'm a bit sick of my house of pink, I wish you'd take down some of these red heart photos. <laughs> I don't know why she started talking in House of Black Women. Right? She's been gripped, it is why. And the daughter has to say, like, the daughter is uncorruptible. The daughter, like Willow Nightingale, is just so, like, still full of life and belief and hope in life that she cannot be kidnapped. And she saves the Dax family from total corruption. Dax is going to go like he's, uh, he's dyed his mustache jet black. Ooh. And he's like, a thing I'm being kidnapped. And then she's like, no, Papa, no.
2: Yeah, all, um, all I'm reading here is uh, the AEW write-up. And it just says, uh, House, House of Black said if they beat FTR, Cash and Dax would need to disown their family and walk back with their new family. And that
3: was it. <laughs> just hopefully FTR just win. It's all that one. For you.
2: I think, is there going to be some family stuff? Like, is, <gasps> is Julia going to ha- come out and have her hand on Dax's daughter's shoulder? Oh, Listen to your daughter. Like he's setting up the big rig or whatever. Yeah.
3: Um she could put uh, I like that uh stained glass window hat she's got, she could put the hat on the daughter and like it, Dax turns around What the hell are you wearing <laughs> that for? And then doesn't realise it's because Julia put it on her head and uh it's a lot of It's gonna be an unbelievable match.
2: But it there has to be
3: all all bobbins, the, the,
2: the the opposite doesn't countenance any changes
3: well, and the house of black just lose imagine that as i well. like uh do you see the thing where like like a yeah <laughs> he said yeah
2: but that was i think that was one of the last things i watched before i went away symbolic you don't have to say symbolic it is sort of the
3: point literal <laughs> uh yeah it's got to be house of black isn't it yeah or ftr win and everything's fine <laughs> like imagine that Going off the air. Good. Well, that's uh, a <laughs> that's that's a crisis averted. See you next week. Phew. <laughs> well,
2: that's what we've got to look forward to. We start advertising more stuff. On it. No, two. We got the Continental Classic. Oh, sorry. We, yeah, yeah, I keep not, forgetting that. Not Continental Classic. Sorry.
3: Such a foregone conclusion. I keep forgetting the team <laughs> on the card. Honestly, imagine Trent. Oh, cool. I'm the Continental Crown champion.
2: And if, don't forget the go home show for Bill <laughs> nine. <19.
3: laughs>
2: Let us know your thoughts ahead of That's it. next Saturday. Yeah,
3: so it's not even that then because the go home show is going to be like the dynamite and Rambo, oh, of course,
2: yeah. I think keep thinking that that collision will be combat of the and so That's another hour of television we have to watch.
3: Oh, you all wish the who done it mystery was still ongoing, don't you?
2: <laughs> right, let us know your thoughts ahead <laughs> of AEW collision this weekend. Uh, on is ex-
3: back next week, I promise. I'm sorry, everybody.
2: <laughs> at what culture WWE? Uh, watch. That you can follow uh, both of us. you can follow. Michael Hanfler at Michael Hanfler. Follow me at Adam Wilber. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, for daily wrestling podcasts, the SmackDown Preview is available right now. And Hamlet will be joining me and Adam Nicholas on WrestleCulture, complete with the hashtag bloody quiz coming your way later on today. But for now, this has been the Collision Preview. My thanks to Michael Hampler. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hold up.
0: What was that?